My name is Marie, and this is Likened Unto Me, my personal scripture journey. I'm going to be talking about trust today, specifically trusting in the Lord. So we're told a whole bunch of times in the scriptures, I went and counted, and there's at least 15 in the Book of Mormon alone, where we're told to trust in the Lord. And we're supposed to trust him when things don't go how we plan them out to go. We're supposed to trust that things are going to work out, even when they're going really wrong. We're supposed to trust that we'll be blessed for keeping the commandments. Uh, Trust that all of our experiences that we're going to have in life, the good ones and even the bad ones, can work together for our good eventually. And we're supposed to trust that with 90% of our increase plus the Lord's help, we are better off than with 100% of our increase. You know, we're talking about tithing. We're supposed to trust that math. Uh, An example of the scriptures in trusting the Lord is Nephi. So if most historians' hypotheses are correct, then Lehi, Nephi's father, was actually really well off in Jerusalem before they left. So my guess is that Nephi had plans for his life. I mean, you're the son of a wealthy guy. You have to have some sort of plan, right? Like either you're going to take over the business or maybe you're going to do an apprenticeship somewhere, learning a trade. Maybe he even knew who he wanted to marry. He probably had friends. I'm sure he had some kind of plan for his life already put in place. And then his dad, Lehi, comes to him and he tells him and the whole family, pack up, we're leaving. And instantly, all of Nephi's plans are gone. It happened for his whole family. Any plans they had made for their life are gone. Because what were the odds that they actually thought, oh, I wonder if I will have to leave and go find a promised land. I don't think that that ended up being one of the thoughts that they had and one of the things that they planned. So Nephi's brothers, Laman and Lemuel, they have a really hard time giving up their old plans. They talk about what it would have been like if they'd stayed in Jerusalem all the time. They complain for years and decades, even when they're in the promised land and they're living their new life, they're still complaining about having to leave Jerusalem. They're stuck in the past with all of the things that they left behind and things that they can't even control. Like even if they went back to Jerusalem, they have nothing to go back to. Laban stole all of their riches when they were trying to buy the brass plates off of him. So they don't even have anything to go back to. And they're still holding on to what they thought their life was going to be like. And that ultimately keeps them from moving on and enjoying the life that they built in the promised land that was given to them. So Nephi, he approaches things differently. I'm sure that he he probably felt at least a little bit, <laughs> at least a little bit of this, but wait. I had plans. But the difference is that when Nephi hears his dad saying that they're leaving, Nephi went to the Lord for his own testimony of whether this was the Lord's plan, of whether this was the right thing for him to do or not. And the Lord actually answers him. 
Nephi records, and it came to pass that I, Nephi, being exceedingly young, nevertheless being large in stature, and also having great desires to know of the mysteries of God, wherefore I did cry unto the Lord, and behold, he did visit me, and did soften my heart, that I did believe all the words which had been spoken by my father. Wherefore, I did not rebel against him like unto my brothers. I think this is why Nephi was able to move on with his life and to look forward to the promised land. He wasn't preoccupied with what could have been or what he thought should have been in his life. He had that testimony that what he was doing was the Lord's plan. And so he could have peace about the future, even though he didn't know exactly what it was going to be like and it was going to be different than what he had planned. He could feel peace about it, which made him free to trust. So likening this to myself, (laughs) Heavenly Father gives me varying like degrees of the steps that are coming ahead in my life or what's going to happen. So sometimes I'll get a view of the big picture. Of, or maybe it's just a feeling of what I think is going to happen or what Heavenly Father has planned for me. Sometimes it's just like a couple steps. Uh, like when I started my blog, I didn't know what I was going to do with it. I just knew that I needed to start a blog and other steps have come from that. So it's just a few at a time. And sometimes Heavenly Father asks me, to take a step in the dark. I don't know what it is I'm doing. I don't know where I'm going. And he asks me to keep stepping blindly into the dark. But what comes with doing Heavenly Father's will and trusting that what he wants is going to be best for me is a feeling of peace. And that comes because when we're doing what Heavenly Father wants us to do, The Holy Ghost can be there and he brings peace. That's what one of his jobs is. And that allows me to let go of the things that I think could have been or maybe should have been. And it lets me look to the future. It lets me have confidence and hope and faith in the future. And it lets me trust So I guess the question that I need to keep asking myself and the way I need to keep likening this to me is what am I holding on to that's keeping me from trusting and trusting the Lord and his plan? Thanks for listening. Any quotes or scriptures or stories that I used are cited in the description. This is likened unto me, my personal scripture journey. 